That's, that's on the way back. That's right. They they stopped in uh, and we played uh, we played Arkansas State to uh, two wins for the uh, for the Troy Trojans women's basketball team. Uh, they uh, won at Arkansas. That's eleven straight wins against the Red Wolves uh, for the uh, for the Trojans. And then Shanda Rigby picked up win number two hundred as Troy's head coach in her eleventh season uh, as the uh, as the Troy head coach. She won game number two. She won. She picked up win number two hundred on Saturday. Wow, in, that's uh, great in Atlanta. That's that's the. Uh, uh, it was the first weekend of conference play at Georgia State's new arena, the GSU Convocation Center, which is, if you're familiar with Atlanta geography, uh, it's across Fulton from the Torch Cauldron, right by the former turf yeah. field. Mm-hmm. They built they built a, a basketball arena there that is really, really nice. Auburn's going to play men's basketball next season at the Georgia State Convocation Center. I imagine there'll right. be a partisan Auburn crowd in downtown Atlanta to see that game. But I got to see the arena on Saturday, and it's really nice. One of the two... What would you describe it, Bill? One of the two concourse... Like, the window behind... The basketball goal on the concourse. If you can like that section has a big panoramic sort of view mm-hmm. of of Atlanta with Mercedes Benz and the interstates and some of the skyline and stuff. So it's a it's a cool building. I would encourage Auburn fans to check out uh, Georgia State's new gym uh, next season when Auburn goes to Atlanta, or uh, just go see a Georgia State game if you're in the Atlanta area. Uh, go see men's or women's basketball there because it's a it's a cool new addition to Atlanta's a pretty. I mean, for for a city like that's a city that handles big events, and they yeah have, yeah they they they've, they've uh, had that opportunity they, and taken care of it a couple of times. And they have venues, and they have standby venues and other things. There's a lot of good mm-hmm. arenas in the in the general Atlanta area. Georgia State now adds one uh, to that portfolio uh, with uh, the GSU Convocation Center. But yeah, fun trip, and it's uh, it's good to be back. So it's uh, Bill and Dan. Brian Matthews will be joining us. Uh, he said, uh, "Yeah, it's." Taking him a little longer to uh, move his daughter into the dorm. But he will be uh, joining us in just a little while. So looking forward to him being in as well. In the traffic, meantime, traffic on the roads. Oh, it's and, a little and It's definitely, uh, you can tell students are back in town. And traffic on the stairs in those dorms, as you can imagine, if you've moved yeah. people in or out of those, uh, of, those Auburn, uh, of those Auburn living accommodations. So, yeah, it'll be great to talk with Brian Matthews a little bit later on. Yeah, we will. Uh, and as I said, there's plenty to talk about. We'll get to all that shortly. But first, let's take care of some business. Hour number one of the drive brought to you, as usual, by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and they're also the sponsor of our hotline. You can uh, call us, uh, and, uh, and the number you need to call is 334-321-1390. Let's see if I still remember how to do this. You can text the show, 334-564-1840, the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which you can find however you listen to podcasts. Go to uh, go to ESPNAU.com or use your favorite podcasting platform and search for The Drive with Bill Cameron, and you can listen to the show that way. So um, with that, I mean, uh, there's... Na- there, national championship game, do you think, takes the headline over the Auburn stuff in the first segment, or do you think there's a big uh, Auburn story we should be talking about right now? The, well, ba- the basketball I think, I think Auburn basketball probably uh, probably goes to the front, even though it was a huge weekend for Auburn football recruiting. Um, I mean... I think everybody realizes Georgia is the favorite, and it's been a great Cinderella season for TCU, and and probably a lot of lot of folks here in the in the area, a lot of Auburn fans, maybe maybe even some Alabama fans, are pulling for TCU. Close game in the fourth quarter or not? 
Probably not. I don't think so either. Probably I just, not. I, I got a feeling this one is. Yeah. You remember, remember when Georgia faced Oregon at the beginning of the yep. season? Yep. I don't think it's going to be that. But I think that I think that's on I the think table. It could be similar. I think that's on the table if Georgia mm-hmm. gets rolling early. I just think it's going to take a it's going to take a no hitter by TCU tonight uh, to 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 play a close game. I think with the University of Georgia and maybe they can do it. Uh, but I would just be I'd be really shocked to see Sonny Dykes pull this one off. Yeah, like I said, what what a great Cinderella season it has been for TCU. They've they've. Uh, Fought back from big deficits and then had the unbelievable uh, semifinal win. The least likely participant in the national championship game in football probably since Auburn in 2013, when you think about where they were going into the season. True. Like, that, this is, this is the, the, the wildest run to a national championship game. I, just, I have a feeling the bubble bursts tonight against a Georgia team that is, I mean... Wh- what are the weaknesses, right? Like, where do, you, where do you attack this Georgia team? Where do you feel good about... Being able to have success, maybe if you can get, I mean, if, if you can if you can get going through the air, you, you've got a chance. But it just seems like you're uh, uh, you're, you're not going to be able to. Uh, it, it just seems like it's going to be really difficult to sustain. Are you hearing that popping? I hear this little. Oh yeah. I don't know where it's coming from. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just I'm very distracting. I'm like. I was thinking, is my computer ter- my computer or my phone on? We've got uh, got some odd noises here going on somewhere over here around me. Uh, whatever. Hopefully everything's okay. 334-321-1390. Uh, so, yeah, we'd like your thoughts on the uh, championship game. Uh, do you think it's going to be an interesting game? It's a sh- it would be a shame if it weren't after such great semifinal games. Right. we got two classic semifinals, but I also have a feeling that we're not going to get I also have a feeling we're. we're yeah, I, mean, just, I it think feels it's too, much, too much to ex- too I, much to yeah, ask for. I, I don't want to write out. I mean, TCU's made it to the championship game. I don't want to write them off, but it also feels like it's just going to take the best game they've mm-hmm. played all season. Despite and they were great against Michigan. The the way they you know were able to to jump out on on that Michigan team and and I guess people came away with the question how much of that was about Michigan and how much of that was about TCU. But you know I, I think TCU deserves an, an amazing. They deserve credit and they've got. A puncher's chance tonight, but it you know it does feel like on paper it's clearly advantage Georgia going into tonight's game. So uh, let's see. Right as we came on the air, Auburn added another transfer. What? (laughs) We were gonna. How was that popping sound? Maybe, maybe so. Somebody jumping out of the portal and and, and coming to Auburn. It's it's. uh, I, I mean, I was gonna get to, I was gonna get to basketball next, but let's give you the news as. uh uh, Auburn adding a receiver in uh, Nick Mardner, who is a transfer from Cincinnati, but he transferred to Cincinnati from Hawaii, where his receiver's coach was Marcus Davis. So he's reunited with Marcus Davis, and he gives Auburn a big target. I mean, a long, tall target. He's six foot six, and right. had his and had his best year a couple of years ago at Hawaii. Uh, playing for Marcus Davis. Right. Fo- folks were linking him to Auburn once he got into the portal because of the Marcus Davis connection and, and a belief that he'd be open to an opportunity at a major conference program like Auburn that seemingly offered an avenue to playing time for someone like him. So this is a this is another nice pickup for Auburn and deserves a lot of attention because it's the most recent one. But since Thursday, right, the work Auburn's done as far as adding players 
I mean, it's, it's been... Oh, man, since Thursday, what's it been? Uh, seven? I know just over the weekend since Saturday, it's been four transfers and two high school signees. All right, so since Saturday, so give folks the bullet points if you can on like what I mean, other than other than Nick Martin, where where is? Well, let, let me tell you a little bit more about Nick Martin. I was just, okay, sure. I mean, there's some really interesting. He is uh, he's pretty much covered the continental United States. Incredible. About, yeah. Well, not just the continental United States, Hawaii. He's from he's from Ontario. He went to Hawaii and then to Cincinnati, and now he's at Auburn as a grad student. He, he but, would be he would yeah, be six six two fifteen. He would become Auburn's first Canadian scholarship football player ever, I believe. That, Is that was, right? I think Ferguson had that one. With that, he would. Be, uh, I did not realize he, he would that. become the if, if once he becomes a player at Auburn, he would be the first letter winner uh, ever from Canada on the Auburn football team. So that's or the first scholarship one. So that's a uh, yeah another another play. Auburn is scouring uh, the globe. Right to go find these to go find That's these right. guys and, and and linking up we see these these connections with previous coaches yep. pay off in the portal over and over again and now Marcus Davis the receivers coach uh, going back into the uh, going back into the past and finding a player that he thinks could help the 2023 Auburn Tigers. All right, so I believe all right we talked about Gunner Britton on Friday. So um, the the latest it's been three. Let's see. Two defensive linemen, a linebacker, two defensive backs, and a receiver. All right, so here, here's who they are. Lawrence Johnson is a uh, 6'4", about 300-pound interior defensive lineman from Purdue. He has a year of eligibility. You know, we had talked about Auburn needing help on both sides of the line of scrimmage. So uh, uh, he, he uh, will be joined by um, Mosiah Nazili Kite, is a 6'2", around 300-pound defensive lineman. Now, where is he from? I'm trying. I'm blanking on on where he is from. Um, but he's another. He's another that's, interior that's, defensive that's the lineman. Maryland, that's the Maryland. That's right, Maryland. Lineman. Maryland. Yeah, I mean, there, there are just so many that have, that have been in over the last few days from so many different places. Um, one, a really, I thought, very important pickup was Demario Tolan. Uh, who was a freshman this past year at LSU, and Brian Kelly had had talked about him really liking his potential. He came out of high school listed at six one, about two ten. LSU listed him at six two two twenty two this past year. Um, so those were the transfers before Nick Mardner all since this weekend began. And then Saturday, and you brief you briefly touched on because you talked about it Friday the Western Kentucky offensive tackle, yeah, it's Gunner well, Britton, yeah, Gunner Britton, who adds you know with with Gunner Britton and Dylan Wade, you, you got to be careful. You got a couple of tackles there. You got you got to be careful with this because we've seen it go both ways in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Seemingly, based on what a lot of people were saying going into this this session of the portal, the opening up of the portal, Britton and Wade both look like guys that. Folks viewed as as high level starters, mm-hmm. and for Auburn, well, I think they were they were they were listed as two of the top five tackles for, for in the Auburn, portal. For Auburn to go get two two tackles viewed as high level starters, I think is a big boost to next year's team, regardless of what else Auburn can add uh, on on that offense. And I mean, they're they're still waiting the decision from Damian George, who's visiting Ole Miss, um, but and 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 the uh, um, Marcus uh, Mascua. Uh, who is going to make his announcement, I think, tomorrow night. Is it Auburn and Missouri, maybe, for him? Um, 
And I'll, been, I'll check on that one. Been, it's, it's, there's been Auburn and Ole Miss, Auburn, Missouri, it seems like, for, for a lot of these guys. But Bascua, another interior offensive lineman. And those are the main guys. Uh, I'm not ruling out any, any other possibilities because classes don't start until Wednesday. Wish they started later than that. And then the last day to add classes, I believe, is a week from Wednesday, the 18th. So this weekend, um, you'll, you'll see visitors, uh, from other schools in the portal, as well as high school and perhaps junior college transfers. Has, has there been any word on Spencer Sanders, who we talked about the last time I the, was here? Uh, the only word on Spencer Sanders is that he is visited, he's visited Ole Miss. I don't believe he has visited Auburn. I don't believe he's planning on visiting Auburn. Do you do you view Auburn as a player in the Spencer Center? Do I do? Is, I, I do not. And I and it's funny. I felt for a while that Auburn just was was not that high on Spencer Sanders. And I mean, now unless they're doing an unbelievably and they've done a really good job of keeping things quiet, but um, it would be pretty difficult for him to have come in, visited, and left, and no one at all to have figured it out. But just looks like it looks like Auburn right now may you know may just wait and see if anybody else pops into the portal, but I don't know of any other experienced quarterbacks. I mean, there are some quarterbacks that could get into the that could be in the portal or perhaps are in the portal that have been in college for a year or two, but I I don't see um, the type of experience that that most people thought Auburn might be looking for. So it'll be interesting. Maybe maybe Auburn's going to just, okay, we'll go through spring and then see how things are and see what the portal looks like at the end of spring ball um, because most of the other most of the other names appear to be off the board. There was a, there was a situation on social media, do you know what I'm talking about, over the no. weekend where uh, I guess a, a Twitter account uh, tried to fool people with a fake announcement that Spencer Sanders was going to Auburn. Oh, well, somebody somebody had had uh, texted me that they had seen that, yes. but then I couldn't find any confirmation. A, a, of Twitter, that. a Twitter account that just popped up in the last couple of months that you know it calls itself the I don't even want to acknowledge what it is, but it it posted a tweet saying there was a, a an announcement coming soon that Spencer Sanders was coming to Auburn, and I guess Spencer Sanders responded to that. Not said, so soon yeah, or slow, something like slow that. Down, slow down. Slow yeah. down. So, so I would think that maybe he's got... Or, or maybe yeah, he, maybe he's true. still planning on coming in and visiting this weekend. Yeah, you don't want to rule anything out, but it, it would seem... I don't think he's been to Auburn yet. He, he, will, he, he certainly wanted to, to, uh, to slow down any rumor that he was announcing mm-hmm. imminently. Well, especially uh, as he's about to, to visit Ole Miss. Exactly. I think. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it's understandable, but that would be uh, yeah that that would be a player folks are still watching because it seems unlikely that he's going to be enrolled at Oklahoma State. Yeah, in, I don't think that's going to be in the January, case. and he would appear to be of the college quarterbacks on the board the most experienced or most accomplished option mm-hmm. that folks could pursue in the portal. So yeah, something to watch as far as the maybe maybe the flashiest name in the portal. I'm I'm inclined to agree with you about. Auburn's plan at the moment for let's wait and see who else pops up at the same time maybe Hugh Freeze is playing the long game with Spencer Sanders and and they do feel like they could get yeah. him if they uh, if if they uh, decide to prioritize it 3343211390 uh those are the uh the, the transfers that Auburn has added over the last few days couple of high school signees as well. And uh, then, of course, basketball we'll get to. I see 
Brian Matthews pulling into the parking lot. We'll get to our first break. You hear that Hall and Oates playing in the uh, That's you know, right. On, that, well, on it's the just got the, he's got the 80s, 80s on 8 playing, you know, as, as he pulls in. Uh, we'll be right back. Stick with us here on the Monday Drive. The Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill and Dan, and uh, we're joined by Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. B-Matt, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I uh, had to help my daughter uh, move back into the dorm, so we're a little bit late today. Now. Oh, that, that's fine. I mean, things are a little crazy here a couple of days before classes get started. I can, I can definitely yeah, attest I to that. But, uh, but man, it has, been, it has been a busy, busy last few days. We were just while I was I was about to get into Auburn basketball when I saw that oh Auburn added another transfer. It seems like well every few hours just wait and there we go. There's another one. That is just since we left the air Friday. Is it eight? No, no. We we had Gunner Britton Friday. Oh, okay, that's right. That's but what I mean, we did. But yeah. I mean, it's six. It's four transfers and two high school yeah. signees since six o'clock on Friday. I that's, mean, just that's pretty wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And Nick Gardner is the latest. Uh, he's a wide receiver from Georgia State. Is that right? Uh well, no, 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 no Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, Thrash was the the uh, the, right. the he 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 went to a Louisville, but right. uh, yeah, Mardner is but a played under Marcus at yeah, Hawaii. He is he right. is a tall. He is a yeah. big receiver. I mean, six six two fifteen or something like that. Uh, had over nine hundred yards receiving when he played at Hawaii with uh, Marcus Davis. Uh, so, I mean, Auburn definitely needed I, – I really felt Auburn needed another receiver. I, I'm, you know, I haven't really looked at any um, video of him. But, I mean, just – you think Aub- Auburn's got a few tall targets now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this receiving core probably still lacks some, some of that top-end, high-level mm-hmm. SEC speed. But this is just another piece, right? And uh, he's a guy that when you get in the red zone could become a weapon down there. Sure. You know? Um, you think Candid Brown is that type of receiver too? But maybe maybe he can do some more. Well, more Landon than that. King's back yep. now, so I mean, there's there's some there's some yep. size yep. and height. Hopefully, they'll be able to find a way to use Landon. Right. Uh, this group of coaches. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a really nice pickup. Um, they could probably use a little bit more help at, the, at, at that position, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's a positive. And I have to apologize, guy. Mm-hmm. I have not caught all of a Friday show. Although what I heard was great. It was amazing to open. You know, sort of the forbidden door, right? And have Brian and Justin Ferguson both. Yeah, and, uh, that was, that was cool. That was good Very stuff. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, that should, maybe, maybe that won't be the last time we uh, we, we ever combine uh, the powers of, uh, of. Who who knows yeah. what may happen here in the next couple of weeks? The, yeah, the multi the, <laughs> mul- <laughs> the, the multiverse. Yeah, the multiverse of drivers. Oh. You, you never know. But uh, mm-hmm. as far as the high schoolers that Auburn picked up over the weekend, we talked about the transfer portal guys. Uh, but what what can you tell us about? The players who committed to Auburn uh, over the weekend uh, from from the uh, from the different was all star games and stuff, right? I mean, you had some- yeah, that's something we hadn't gotten to is uh, the uh, the the All American Bowl uh, in San Antonio and and Auburn got as expected, but I mean, still you wanted to hear it. The commitment from uh, Tyler Scott, 
the uh, the cornerback who had at one time been committed to Arkansas State, and people will go, yeah, big deal. Well, look at the schools that he was down to. And I mean, seriously, was being pursued heavily by Alabama, Southern Cal, and Texas, among other schools. Yeah, and I, I think Tyler Scott is a plug-and-play cornerback slash nickel coming to play you know, early in his career here. Um, Auburn has done a great job of recruiting cornerbacks and nickels and safeties. Man, uh, defensive, the defensive backfield yeah. is, look, is, is amazing right now when you look at yep. it. And, and now you've got Crime Dog back there. Uh, those mm-hmm. two are just phenomenal recruiters, and they've done a great job again with this class. Um, this I would think, be a promising group even if DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchett had moved yeah. on. And to retain those two and land the commitments they've yeah. landed. So not not to jump in on you, Brian, but I just wanted to, the, the re-recruitment of those two veterans was was really big from the secondary coaches, too. No doubt. And, um, you know, I think CJ is, is more of a developmental guy in the secondary, but he's got great size. He's I think he's over 6'2", close to 6'3". Yeah, he's, I think he's 6'3". I mean, most people feel he's 6'3", 190, 195. Yep, yep. so he can put on some weight and... Uh, you know, be one of those hard-hitting safeties with some pretty good range too. I feel like so. Um, two excellent pickups. Um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm. What I wasn't really sure of is I, you know, we everyone had heard that Tyler Scott had signed and he was just going to announce yesterday. C.J. Johnson apparently has signed as well. Was there an occasion or something, a reason that he was waiting until uh, un, until right now? I do not know that answer. That's what I wondered. Yeah. I mean, I knew Tyler Scott was because he was playing in the All-America Bowl. Right. Uh, and then CJ, I don't know, maybe there was a family thing. Maybe it was a birthday or something like that. But uh, both those guys, they're not just committed. They're signed. Yep. I mean, Auburn has released that they're signed. So those guys are in the fold. Yeah, and um, a tremendous job there. And then uh, the the Porto guys they've added, uh, the two defensive linemen are going to help out right away. Uh, the one guy, I'm not sure, but... I think it's the one from um, Maryland or Maryland or Purdue. Or right? Purdue. One, of them, one of them is is an attacking defensive lineman that's going to get in the backfield and uh, create havoc, get tackles for loss, sacks, that type of guy, which they needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is more of a, a, a you know a guy that's going to be in the rotation type. But um, really like the way they've helped out their defensive line. Well, can you tell um, us about the the LSU linebacker? Bill mentioned him a little <clears> bit in the in, in the previous segment. Would not be surprised to see Demario Tolan starting for Auburn next year. I just think he's exactly what they need he's got really nice size mm-hmm. been in a top college program for a couple of years now uh fits their attacking style um i just i just think he's a, a really nice pickup for that defense at a position where auburn probably needed yep. to go add some yeah. veteran talent absolutely so uh, uh we, we were talking we might as well i mean we've, we've only got a little while before our bottom of the hour we'll get into basketball here in a little bit um anybody else to, that that to keep an eye on or that you think might be worth keeping an eye on? I mean, I did mention that the Mescua, uh guy, the interior lineman, I believe he's making an announcement tomorrow. Right. Is that the Auburn uh, Ole Miss? In see, the Auburn, see, I'm thinking see, Auburn Ole Miss or Auburn Missouri. Yeah. Um, or is he, was he at Colorado? It's like there's so many of these guys know, that have been in and they're, yeah. and they're like going to so many different places. But Auburn's very much in with him and he's a guard yep. type. They could use an interior offensive yep. lineman in this class, especially center, uh, if they can find one. Um, also involved with the running back. We'll see what happens with the quarterback. That's one to watch. May, may have to push that down to the May period, mm-hmm. uh, which there's going to be some really good quarterbacks to jump in then, too. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. We'll talk some basketball, a, uh, a very 
impressive win for Auburn on Saturday night. Come on in and join us here on the Monday Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews, MarburnSports.com here in the studio. Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, you want to talk about um, the national championship game tonight, you want to talk about uh, football recruiting, how about some basketball? We haven't really talked about that. Big, big win in an impressive fashion for Auburn on Saturday night at uh, Packed Neville Arena as the Arkansas Razorbacks came in, Brian, and, uh, I mean, Auburn, I mean, from the opening possession, it's like yeah. things went well. When Wendell Green comes <laughs> down, hits a three and was fouled, and it's yeah. up four, Auburn's up four nothing. And it was, uh, I mean, they never looked back. Arkansas never led in the game, and Auburn really wasn't threatened, you know, once they got a double digit lead. No, I thought that zone was very effective. It really kept Arkansas from making any type of, type of run, you know, during the whole game. Uh, they threw up some real breaks from the outside, obviously. Uh, Bruce mentioned after the game, but they are going to see a whole lot of zone <laughs> the rest of the way until they can start shooting better. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I-, I thought it was great to see Al Flanagan start to play like we know Al. Al Wendell, and Al, Wendell and Al both, I thought, played their best games of the year. Yeah, yeah uh, Didn't turn the ball over much. I think there were eight total eight in the game. Eight total turnovers, and Arkansas was one of the uh, SEC leaders yep. in turnovers forced per game. Yep. So I mean, I just it's hard to pick anything that you know. I mean, yeah, they probably could have shot a little better, maybe, but that's not who this Auburn team is, right? Yeah, but Ar- yeah, I mean, Auburn shot what forty some percent, yeah. and uh, yeah. I mean, Auburn shot forty some percent, and Arkansas thirty four. I know. You, you I think know. about the different successes Bruce Pearl has enjoyed over the last couple of seasons at Auburn, and and the players that were key figures in those successes. Jared and Bryce were such a big part. Mm-hmm. of the conference championship and then a year later the run to the Final Four. Wendell and Allen on Saturday night. I mean, look up the averages for Jared Harper and Bryce Brown during the Final Four season, and they approximate what you got from Wendell Green and Allen Flanagan on the offensive end on Saturday night. And if, I mean, it, it was their best game of the season, I agree, Bill. If if they can, if Alan Flanagan and Wendell Green can come close, right? If they can, if they can get in the ballpark of what Auburn got from them on Saturday night, Auburn's—I mean, Auburn, Auburn's got a chance against a lot of teams left on the schedule and a lot of teams they could potentially face in the postseason if something like that—if it played out that way. Yeah, said, they don't have to get twenty points or right at it from from each of them all the time, but if if they can keep it in double digits, 
you know, every time out and keep the turnovers down. Especially and if, yes. if you can get 30 smart minutes from Allen, the way he defends. Right. And, you know, with, with 30 efficient smart minutes from, from Allen on the, on the offensive end, too. And then with Wendell, I mean, from, from the moment, I wonder how much, how much the injury was affecting him. Right, Bill? Because Wendell Green tried to, you know, he was clearly not himself in the USC game. Started to round the corner a little bit in the Washington game, and you know yelled out, you know he's back, you know as soon as he uh, as soon as he hit those shots early in the game on Saturday night. So yeah, if, if Auburn can get a lot out of Wendell and Allen, which seems more possible now than it did maybe going into the weekend, uh, then uh, you know the, the the equation changes a little bit for this football team. Well, for the basketball. Team. Well, we've just got to see you know what happens on the road now. I mean, because Auburn goes to Athens. And if they led, it was for a, you know, like a couple of seconds. They yeah. trailed basically, they trailed the entire game at Athens, lost by double digits. They didn't turn around and, you know, never trail and lead by double digits and, and win by 13. Now they're going to go to, to, to Oxford, who is, I mean, that's went in the league, not a, not a very good team. Ball, but. But yeah, just just let's watch and see. It's tough to win on the road. I mean, Tennessee yeah. would Tennessee didn't look like that was a good example of that the other day. But everybody else that went on the road lost. Yeah, this over is, the weekend. This is don't don't kid yourself. This is going to be a dogfight for Auburn. Yep, Ole Miss I agree. Always plays Auburn hard. Mm-hmm. They always play well at home. They've got their backs against the wall, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. This is going to be a very difficult win for Auburn. Game for Auburn to win. Uh, if they do, I think it would be a huge road win for them. I, I mean, agree. it would be really big. Yeah, because they win that when they get to come back home, another winnable ball game. You could be four and one in the league, and right. you know, then then you're 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 feeling pretty good. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Terry is up first. Hey, Terry. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um, got a football question for y'all, but first on basketball question, do y'all think uh, Calipari's seat his britches are getting warm? Oh yes, uh, <laughs> but but I mean, warm <laughs> enough for you know, is is it? Uh, is is it warm enough for Kentucky to go ahead and, you know, sign that buyout for him? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that you could see a situation if if the fortunes don't improve for this Kentucky basketball team, maybe John Calipari will more seriously consider an NBA sort of exit or even another program offering him a way out. It does seem, you know, it's difficult to imagine Kentucky paying you know the entire buyout and making a move that drastic. Uh, because the team has underachieved for a year or two with a coach who's won as much as John Calipari has at Kentucky. Uh, but no, they were expecting to be better uh, than they are this year, and they were trounced on Saturday in Tuscaloosa. So, Dan, you say that. You say one as much. He's been, what, one or two Final Fours? John Calipari, I think he's been to, is it, is it two or three? I know he's won a national championship there, there as right. well. Right, right. And, uh, you know, five, five or six conference titles, I think. Well, like the group Alabama said, could he be playing the fiddle in Texas? So, <laughs> from way, um, got a football question for you guys. The offensive line is almost becoming a plus for something that was so big a concern, so big a minus. It's starting to become a plus. Now, it all depends on how these guys, all these guys, turn out. Mm-hmm. But the guy, the guy scheduled to commit tomorrow, you're just talking about. Yeah. What is Auburn's chances with him? Because that would be like the cherry on top of the Sunday. Auburn needs. They have such a deficiency at tackle. It's almost like a guard would be a plus, a plus, uh, plus thing. Yeah, well, I, th- I think Auburn needs a guard now that more than they need a tackle. I mean, we haven't seen these guys, but they have uh, brought in more players who are listed or expected to be tackles. Um, Mascua, we were looking up. Dan, uh, Dan uh, checked it, in, and his final three are Auburn, Florida, and Nebraska. 
So that's mm-hmm. who he's going to announce uh, among those three schools tomorrow night or sometime tomorrow. And you guys have any idea what is what Auburn's chances are? I don't know. I, I think Auburn. I think Auburn feels pretty good, but I think Florida feels pretty good, and so does Nebraska. So we'll see. Right, right. And Bill, you made a statement the other day that I kind of I, I thought about it over the weekend. I kind of like it. Is the situation with a quarterback with a kid from Coastal Carolina could come in and say June? He graduates and then comes in as a graduate transfer. I'm not sure how long he is away from graduating, but if it, if he could do it, yes, that would be a possibility. Did, absolutely. Did, did he not signal on social media that he was returning to Coastal Carolina? He did. He did. So, so I mean, which, which he did, but I mean, he can return to Coastal Carolina and get his degree yeah, and then right. leave. That's that's. But it's a little bit of a bait. The, the best the that. best thing you could do though is say, "I'm going back. I'm coming back," right. and you go back. And if you don't get enough. Credits, then you're in Coastal Carolina this fall. If you do get enough credits, you can transfer anywhere you want. Right. I would hope. I would hope is uh, you know I would hope everyone in Coastal Carolina understands. You know if he, uh, if he doesn't plan get on, over it. If he doesn't plan on well, if he doesn't plan on being the starting quarterback <laughs> at Coastal Carolina this fall, they probably should you know be aware he's of that. Pl- he, I'm sure he's planning on being a starting quarterback this fall. It's just he may not be sure exactly where he could be able to do that. Right. It's just. It, it's an odd thing to announce if you're still thinking about going back into the portal. Yeah, I don't know what his future. He wouldn't be the first. That's true. I don't know what the future holds for Grayson McCall. I got the impression from you know sort of the the, the way he decided. Well, because I, I thought I saw on social media an announcement. He from did. Him. He did. Maybe but I think at that to... time, I think at that time, the the also the feeling was well, Auburn's just going to go ahead and snap up somebody else right now. Right, and he's also he's also got the NFL to think about too because the draft True. window is is open as well. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Grayson McCall. Yeah, you never know. And th- there's Take going care, to guys. be some other it, Terry. really good quarterbacks that go into the portal. Um, I just, think about some of the top jobs that that players would be competing for in the spring. Uh, a lot of these schools: Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio, Ohio State. State sign these five-star quarterbacks that Texas. may have two, three, or four on the roster. I mean, look at te- look at Texas. Texas right. with, with Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning's right. going in. So some of these somebody's, guys... Somebody's not going to be, be right. starting of those guys. And we've seen how successful these transfer quarterbacks have been. They finish second, or they're not the starter at a big school. They go to another big school, and they lead that team to the playoffs, to the national championship game, to a national championship. So... These can be very key players, and if Auburn can't solve its quarterback issues, you know, totally right now, the best thing you can do is wait till May. And the other thing that would do is it gives you more reps for the guys that you've got right now, and yeah. you know even more about Robbie Ashford and Holden Gurner, and yeah. I guess and Hank Brown. Yeah, absolutely. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Love for you to join in here on the Monday edition of the drive. Anything. Uh, anything on your mind, Grayson Grace McCall posted uh, the uh, the GIF of um, is it is it the Wolf of Wall Street? Sort of that that was yeah. the, you know the I'm coming back. So that was I think one of the reasons people thought uh, maybe he's uh, he's returning. I'm, that doesn't I'm, mean I'm just saying. no no, no he's, that's right. He hasn't signed any contracts or anything, saying he's got to be back at Coastal Carolina. Well, or that he has to stay. I mean, he's back. That's right. And John Calipari uh, won uh, has gone to four Final Fours and has won twelve. Conference championships at Kentucky uh, since, uh, but that's, since arriving. But that that doesn't matter to Kentucky fans. I know, but I I just I mentioned that he's that he's done. They a lot were of winning completely. They, they were just dominated by Alabama. Oh oh, the four. I mean, the last couple of seasons. I mean, those those four Final Fours are in eleven, twelve, fourteen, and fifteen. Yeah. So it's been oh man, a couple of years, Eight years, yeah, a couple of years since he's been to the Final Four. The last uh, SEC. 
uh, regular season or the last SEC tournament championship was in 2018 for for John Calipari. So I mean, it's it, there there are some droughts that they're mm-hmm. maybe not used to at Kentucky. Oh, you're right about that. They don't go to five, expect to go five years without hanging more banners. And I think there's also a question of would John Calipari, I mean, I don't know what the future holds there, but if John Calipari wanted to stay in college basketball, there would be other big-time programs, I think, interested in Mm -hmm. the John Calipari sweepstakes. One would think there's one in Austin, Texas, looking for a coach right now. Yeah. That would think, you know, hey. Well, they're definitely looking for for a coach. I think they could, I mean, he's got got a great record. Um, I don't, I don't know that. Who, Calipari? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could see the appeal if Texas looked at, oh, John, if John Calipari was All available. right, if you're Texas, would you be more interested in John Calipari or Nate Oates? Hmm. I mean, Texas has got the money. That's interesting, yeah. Texas has got the money. That's interesting. I mean, Calipari. Calipari's got, he's got the trophies. Right, and he, and he probably has a longer track record. He of, does. Oh, he probably, definitely does. Just probably. Yeah, he has a longer track record of bringing in really big-time talent. And that's always sort of been the thing at Texas, right? Is if you unlock the guys mm-hmm. who can who can bring in the superstars, you know, then you'll be able to compete with the superpowers. So Oates um, is bringing in the, he's Nate bringing Oates in the is, talent. Nate Oates is doing really well too. That's yeah. That's an that's an interesting question, Bill. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Come on in and join us here on the Monday Drive. Now more of the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one here on this Monday afternoom. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Been a little uh, been a little busy recently, Brian. I mean, uh, there everything. I mean, seriously, it's one of those times over the weekend where if I'm doing something, I feel like I probably missed yeah. some news because uh, there was so much. I mean, so many players all across the country that are in the portal trying to find a landing spot and make a decision if they're being recruited by multiple schools, trying to visit like three or four schools over the last five days because they have that very brief window. And most schools across the country are going to be starting here. If they're not already, they're starting in the next few days. And so if those guys want to go through spring ball, you know, they, they need to, uh, you know, have that offer and yep. make a decision. For Auburn, um, classes start Wednesday. The drop day is January eighth, eighteenth, I, be- I believe. Mm-hmm. So there's still time, and there's going to be movement in Auburn. I think in the coming days, and you know, maybe if it's the right person, sometime next week we'll see. But um, winter workouts, spring practice, building your team, a lot of that happens right now. So if you can get these players in now, it's it's a boost to your program. Yeah, it's always um, you know one of the most important times for for teams to try to start building chemistry and and you know working toward toward the fall. That's why you like to try to have as many players in through the spring. I think yeah you you uh, you mentioned something to me during the break. I think I mentioned Hank Brown a little while ago. Uh, I, I didn't even think about this. I saw I saw a video clip of him um, playing basketball for uh, for for Lipscomb Academy. 
over the weekend. So I would guess that uh, so Auburn's Auburn's only going to have two scholarship quarterbacks. It appears right now. Yeah, going That's through spring, saying. going through spring uh, winter workouts and spring practice. Yeah, which is going to make it interesting. Which is going to be really good for Robbie Ashford yes. and Holden Gurner. Yeah, they'll get a ton of work, right? And uh, they'll get it with what I think is three of the better quarterback evaluators in college football. Um, uh, Montgomery, Auburn's offensive coordinator, you freeze, and then the... Uh, 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 Ken Austin. Yeah, Ken Austin. Thank you so much. Uh, another guy with a great track record of developing quarterbacks. I just, I just like that those three guys being able to work with Auburn's quarterbacks and see what they become, see if they can develop and Ashford is a guy that um, they're going to look at with a huge upside and uh, see how far he can go from day one of spring into the end of spring into day day. Yeah, and, and now that, uh, that that the NCAA has uh, okayed and and not you know you don't have to worry about oh uh, anybody hearing that an analyst or a, a graduate assistant is is there on yeah. the field because NCAA is now okayed <clears throat> that all those guys can be on the field. Gee. Auburn's got a situation where they have as many quarterback coaches as they do scholarship coach, uh, scholarship yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, the That's way a nice ratio if yeah. you can get it yeah. as a player. The way staffs have grown here recently, and it's good to see them have the flexibility now to let those guys, you know, get out there and coach and do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's good for them. It's good for their development. It's good for their future. Um, so I think it's a a good move by the NCAA to, to relax some of these uh, inane rules they've had. Brian, what do you say when people ask about Holden's sort of short-term prospects? You know, do you, <clears throat> do you see him as somebody who could improve enough to make a real push for playing time in 2023, or do you still think it's maybe a, a longer-term uh, a longer-term schedule for, for him? I wouldn't rule out anything with any of Auburn's quarterbacks because I, I don't think it's fair to evaluate them on what happened in the last year or two. No, I, I, I just think it was a big mess. I don't. Um, I don't believe they got the best development and coaching over the last couple of years, and I think they are going to, uh, you know, starting this spring and of course leading up to that. So I, I, I would give them all sort of a clean slate and see what they can do. Uh, how about this question? Has there been an update on destinations for Zach Calzada or T.J. Finley in the transfer portal? Well, Finley's not officially in the portal. That's right. So yeah, so so there could be a third, but I mean, it, the the expectation has been TJ would graduate and then could go wherever. Right. But uh, but TJ still TJ still at Auburn. And he's, I he's enrolled at Auburn. I'll, I'll check on it, but I haven't heard anything about Calzada as far as where he, be, where he could be looking, which is uh, uh yeah odd for uh I, I that, but I'm not sure. And again, I don't have access to it, but I mean, I'm not sure uh, that that Zach's still in Auburn. So I mean I don't know maybe 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 you know I'm sure somebody knows but you know if you're usually you would think if you're if you're in the transfer portal you would expect that uh, you'd you know you'd be checking your options at other schools I that's a really good question I don't know um, there have been so there have been you know so many players in the portal and they're going to be so they're going to so many of them I guess it's probably wise if your school allows it to stay enrolled because what happens we saw the stories last year of of players that went into the transfer portal thought they'd find spots their school didn't keep their scholarship 
they didn't find a school, and they were looking for part-time. They were looking for jobs. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what the rules were regarding if you're a, a scholarship athlete and you go into the transfer portal, is the school obligated no. to pay your your spring semester tuition if you were to go into the portal? No, the school's, in, expected, in school's expected to continue your... Um, for you to continue for the remainder of the semester when you go in, but I don't believe there are any obligations after that. That sort of frees this frees that scholarship up for the school to be able to reuse it. So I mean, that's that's a really interesting question. Could be really tricky for some of these guys. Any other priorities uh, for the Auburn football team in the transfer portal? We've talked about quarterback and and sort of where they've gone on, on the at the line of scrimmage. Do you think they're are they done it? I mean, do we mention Batty, who's the, the South Florida running back reportedly? I, I think they, they would love to get a running back. Uh if they can find another edge, right? They need oh, you're a right. pass rusher. Pass rusher. Yep. Right. But then especially when this Yeah, especially when, when when the news came, you know, when the Wake Forest right. edge went to Oklahoma. Right, right. So they really that that would be the one position quarterback that I think is is like um I wouldn't say nine one one, but that, those are the two positions they really need to play. All right, we're halfway done here on the Monday Drive. Got another hour to go. Come on in and join us. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. Bill Safety, DeMar Hamlin's been released from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center and transferred to a hospital in Buffalo as he resumes his recovery. Another sign of the remarkable progress he's made one week after going into cardiac arrest during a game. The Cardinals fired coach Cliff Kingsbury 10 months after signing him to an extension through the 2027 season. Arizona had just one playoff appearance in his four seasons. In addition, GM Steve Kimes decided to step away from his position to focus on his health. The focal point for Arizona's next coach and GM, quarterback Kyler Murray, explains ESPN's Lewis Riddick. What do we really need to do as far as building a relationship with him, understanding his strengths and weaknesses both as a player and as a person, how do we maximize those strengths? How do we get the most out of them individually? How do we get the most out of them from in, the, in a collective sense as far as them being a leader? How do we help grow into a leader? Lewis Riddick on Fitz and Harry. The college football season all comes down to this. Georgia TCU in the national championship game tonight. ESPN radio coverage, bottom of the hour, 7.30 Eastern, ESPN TV, and other ESPN platforms. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. 
everybody. Welcome in. It is hour number two of the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Drew here at the controls. And hour number two of the drive is brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic. East Alabama's. Did you hear that pop for effect? Yeah. That was the shoulder. East Alabama's oh. go-to center for orthopedic. That one didn't hurt. Uh, for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. Just just to let you know, Trevon Reed's put out another bat signal that there could be some more Ooh. recruiting news coming. Oh, so, man. Well, goodness. that's what I said. Like, it, the, it's just roll you can't, and roll and roll. It's like you, you, you can't turn away. It's oh. like you've got to stay tuned. Uh, we Something will. else. We'll see. Does, you think that could be today? Well, I didn't know of anybody else about doing it. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, well, we'll, we will, uh, we will inform you as soon as we find out. Um, we've been talking about Auburn, uh, additions in football, the, uh, outstanding win over Arkansas in basketball. And we'll get to that after we let you know how you can join us. And that could be on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390, Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Uh, they also sponsor the podcast, which you can find however you listen to podcasts. Go to your favorite podcasting platform. Go to ESPNAU.com and use the podcast center. It's all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. You know, this is, uh, Brian, Brian, this this is going to spoil some people, though, because it's sort of like Christmas. Uh, it's It's... Eventually, we're going to get to a point where you can't keep adding another player every, uh, you know, every few hours. So, Brian Batty, the running back we were just talking about earlier, yeah. has committed to Auburn. So How about that? Well, you said Auburn could be looking for a running back. Yep. Thousand-yard rusher last year yep. for South Florida. Yep. Very, very nice pickup, I think. Uh, just just an excellent pickup, Bob. I just love what they're doing in the portal right now. He, just... he's, a re- he's a really good special, he's special teams yep. and... Uh, Yep. Um. Uh. He. He's. He's not the largest. He's a smaller running back. Yeah. What is he? Right. Five eight or something like that. I believe. But an extra weapon in the backfield potentially yeah. that you could pair with. Uh, with. With Jarquez Hunter and Demario Olson. Oh, I can see him in the slot. I can see a lot of different sure. things you could do with that. I, I mean, you. You freeze has had players like that uh, before that that have. Uh, so that is a boost, and that's a, yeah, it's a nice pickup for Auburn. Is that like nine or Somebody, ten transfers? Auburn has added. Is that nine? I think it's nine. It's nine. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, so now it's a, <clears throat> a running back, a receiver, a tight end, um, and it gets back to three or four offensive linemen, three or four defensive linemen, a linebacker, and a couple of defensive backs. It gets back to something we were saying last year in January and, and December of 2021 when we were watching the Auburn roster uh, in in the in the flux, you know, in the state of flux that it was in, uh, was. It's not so much about the players who decide to leave because when there's a coaching change, that's going to happen. Coaches are going to figure out who's you know who really sort of fits the plan and, and who would be better off elsewhere. Players figure out for themselves who fits and who needs to move on. It was the lack of incoming talent that was always sort of concerning about the you know the the, the way the roster would you know the the way the portal sort of spun for Auburn the last couple of seasons and it's I think reassuring for people who were in wait and see mode about Hugh Freeze to see what kind of talent he's been able to bring uh, into the fold in the last few weeks and now Brian Batty 
uh, becomes a uh, the, the latest the latest skilled position player to join that list. Well, I mean, Euphries has been here five weeks, I believe, uh, from today. And in that five weeks, he's come in and seen what Auburn's biggest deficiencies are roster-wise. And he's worked his tail off, him and his staff, to mm-hmm. um, take care of those things. And he's made huge strides. I mean, just incredible strides. I mean, the offensive line... I think it's five offensive linemen moved in to the dorms yesterday, right? Five new offensive linemen, um, two from the portal, three high school players. Um, he's, you know, boosted up the defensive line, outside linebacker, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I mean, he's just really taken some huge steps so far. I know there's some more to do, but it's great to have a coach that gets it and sees the issues that we've all seen for years and have pointed out, and nothing's been done about them. And finally, stuff's getting done. Batty, by the way, a uh, an All American kick returner. Yes. in twenty twenty one. Yes, that's, that was another thing. Very good special teamers. Yeah, yeah three three touchdowns as a kick returner in twenty twenty one. He uh, had a one two hundred yard kickoff returns in the same game. One thousand one hundred eighty six rushing yards last season. Six most uh, six most in uh, in school history in a single year uh, for USF. He uh, he said immediately following. The season-ending game comments that indicated that he wasn't interested in the transfer portal, uh, but that a lot has changed at USF since the last week of the season, and he's decided to move on. And it didn't mm-hmm. take him very long either. He, I think, it was it was within the week uh, that he entered the transfer portal. And he visits Auburn and now apparently commits uh, to play for Auburn next year. Listed five eight one sixty five, so right. he is sort of a scat back, but. I mean, the way you freeze and uh, Phil Montgomery run their offense, he'll fit in perfectly with what he can do uh, a third down, what he can do on special teams. When is the last time Auburn had a difference maker returning kicks or punts? I mean, like a real difference maker. Oh, it's... Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. No, not, not, not anyone who you might think of could be a can, an All-American candidate right. as Caleb. a returner. I mean, As a kickoff returner, yeah. I mean, McCaleb. I mean, yeah. he would be maybe. I mean, you go back a decade or so. I mean, that would be somebody who. Hey, this this guy mind. also also ran Chris for Davis, obviously. Yeah, but he had five yeah, straight hundred yard yeah, rushing. Yeah. Yeah. He had five straight hundred yard rushing games last Best year. Still go well. return kicker in, in the country. It's, no, he, last year this. Guy, I mean, this guy picked up. I mean, he had one of the better seasons any USF running back has ever had, and to jump into the portal and immediately pick Auburn. Uh, it, it's a, uh, and he's also from the Tampa area, so yeah, you know, Sarasota. He's, he's deciding to, uh, to to leave his hometown for for more unfamiliar settings. But no, it's a really nice pickup for, and he's got two years of eligibility. Really nice pickup for Hugh Freeze to uh, be able to supplement a backfield that already has. Forget, and not to mention uh, Jeremiah Cobb, who's presumably still right. in the plans as well, still committed to Auburn and looking to come in. But with Jarquez, yeah, that's Mario a different, Alston, completely different kind of running back. Sure, I mean the the uh, the roster of backs and what they could be called upon to mm-hmm. do. It's a, I, I don't know how heavily Cadillac Williams was involved, but I'm putting two and two together. Tampa and yeah, running... It's hard to imagine that he wasn't. Tampa yeah. Tampa and running back makes me think Cadillac Williams maybe had uh, something to do with this recruitment as well. So another uh, another nice pickup for Auburn at, at that position. 334-321-1390. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline, and let's get to it. And James is up first. Hey, James. Hey, guys. So uh, I'm excited about the running back commit, but did we have? I know we had a wide receiver commit. Was there another one too? A defensive back that committed today, or was it just the wide receiver and the From running the back? Portal. It's the wide receiver running yeah, back. Yeah, C.J. Johnson was the high schooler who was, committed was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I must have misunderstood. It's that. hard to keep up. I mean, there've been so many. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I didn't know. I was like, it's so hard. Like like Brian said, it's so hard to keep up with it. such a fluid thing if you're not right on top of it all the time. You all right, let me. Let, I, I'm looking at my, and I still have, I don't have everybody on the depth chart because I can't, I haven't updated it since we started the show. <laughs> I know Harvard's had two commits since we started the show. But I mean, in the secondary, uh, 8, 11, 15, 19 scholarship players in yeah. the secondary. There's in going the to secondary. Be there will attrition. be some attrition. Yes, there will be some but attrition. But that is, that is unbelievable, the uh, the numbers yeah. that, that uh, Zach and Crime Dog have to work with. Yep. So what do y'all think tonight? Y'all think TCU is going to give them a run for their money? Or do you think I'd like to. Started? I'd like to think that TCU is <laughs> going to continue this unbelievable run. What a what a what just a an amazing season it has been for them. Uh, Max Duggan is, is uh, I mean, he is as tough as they come. But I, I, I just can't imagine that um, they're going to be able to run the ball. Uh, I know their running back is going to try to play, but that's that's going to be really tough. And, and man, Georgia is just so talented. I just, yes. I, I'm, I'm afraid this one is, you know, it's not going to be nearly as dramatic in the second half. Yeah, I, th- I think their coach is about to turn into a pumpkin. And I'm not talking about Sonny Dykes. I'm just thinking, you know, it's, it's the clock's about to strike midnight. It's been an amazing season for TCU. We said earlier in the show they're probably the least likely participant in the national championship game based on how they were viewed coming into the season since the 2013 Auburn Tigers. And for for them to have turned you know, Sonny Dykes' first year into something like this is amazing. I it just seems like a mismatch on paper against Georgia, and I could see it. I could see it playing out. We we can. I mean, I made reference to the Georgia Oregon game that started the season. I don't think it's going to be that, but I could see a path to Georgia having a a one sided victory tonight against TCU. Hey guys, real quick, if Georgia wins tonight. The conference still gets a share of the money, right? Oh, yeah. It's still being okay. That's what I thought. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, James. Back to the. If key. Georgia went briefly, too. If Georgia wins tonight, I think there's also the, the conversation people will have about where this Georgia team stacks up with some of the other teams that have had undefeated seasons in college football history. Back because, to back. Right. Because, there, because Georgia, Georgia didn't play a lot of competitive games this year. Like if they if they win tonight mm-hmm. the way we're talking about it, I mean they had they had the playoff game where they were on the ropes against Ohio State, but largely it's been pretty smooth sailing for Georgia this year, and you rarely have that with a national champion. It's happened, uh, but it's not uh, it's not all that common. Back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, we go. And Brett is next. Hey, Brett. Hey, Bill, the uh, running back. South Florida. Yeah. I believe I looked yesterday. I believe he had well over 150 against Florida this past season. So it's not like it was all against, um, you know. No, and, and he was one of the few things they had that was worth watching on that team. They were awful, and he was really, really good. Yeah. Well, uh, on the championship game, I'm uh, wearing purple tonight. I'm kind of hoping that. Uh, Georgia not playing at home like they've been doing every other tough game this year is going to uh, show up. Yeah, well, I mean, they have been they have mm-hmm. been more vulnerable at home. You're right; that would seemingly indicate the TCU. Just, it, I just, it's going to take it's going to take such a strong performance from the TCU offense. I think because when Georgia's got the ball, uh, we'll see we'll see what TCU can do to stop uh, the the Georgia offense that's played as well as they have of late. 
Yeah, well, obviously, to me, I think the biggest thing is uh, can they uh, hold Bowers down like Ohio State did? Yeah. Ohio State, I don't know what they did, but they did a dang good job and nobody else been able to do it. That's exactly right. Have a great evening. Appreciate the call, Brett. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think everybody kept waiting for Bowers to uh, step up and have a huge, you know, have a huge play. And uh, he just he just wasn't ever as open as we're used to seeing him all the time. Ohio State did a pretty good job of rattling uh, Stetson Bennett's cage, too. I mean, that was something that you, you can't just let him sit back and be comfortable and, and play, you know, and just play darts in the in the Georgia backfield. And Ohio State had the had the athletes on defense to, to, to rush Stetson Bennett a little bit. We'll see if TCU can do that tonight, because if not, the way Georgia can run the ball with the option Stetson Bennett has, if, if he's given time, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll really make you pay. 334-321-1390. That's the Kia of Auburn Hotline. We'll get to our first break of the hour. Come on in and join us here on the Monday Drive. This is Zach Alsabrook with Alsabrook Law Group, inviting you to strap it on tight and get down in the trenches with Tiger Takes on ESPN 1067. Every Thursday at 530, Bill and Dan get the inside scoop on AU basketball from senior shooting guard Zepp Jasper. It's tough. It's hard-hitting. It's no-nonsense, just like we are at Alsabrook Law Group. Tiger Takes, every Thursday at 530 on The Drive, ESPN 1067. Proudly presented by your winning team at Alsabrook Law Group. War Eagle. Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Brian, while we've got a little bit, uh, let everybody know what all's going on. I mean, there, there's there's a ton going on. Everybody, everybody keeping you know, keeping pretty busy. Yeah, there at, at AuburnSports.com with all the all the news breaking here. Portaling going on, players reporting. Um, the, we, we need we need a word for like a super portaling or yeah. something. It's They're like Portland, I mean, man. Yeah, yeah the multi no, the, no, the multiverse is open in college football. We got basketball right? going on. We got a national championship game tonight. We got a lot happening. AuburnSports.com. We're not covering the national championship Base, game, but everything baseball, else. Well, we'll be watching, though. You know, I'm I'm sure there'll be a comment or two about it. Yeah, we'll have baseball on the horizon. Yes, cannot wait. Coming up just a couple. Yeah, of not, weeks. that's that's not long, not that's, long at yeah. all. And they'll start their little workouts here any day now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and get rolling there. Um, follow me on Twitter. Be mad at you. We didn't really talk about like anything that you'd be concerned about from the basketball game, and it was such a nice win for Auburn that you know it's a I mean, it's the, their best performance of the season. They got out-rebounded by 14 or something. And I think you were on the Max Roundtable earlier today and shared a little bit of uh, concern about Katie Johnson. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he you keep waiting. Um, and it was great to see Wendell and, and Allen play well. Katie, this, this, is a, this is an extended, an extended shooting slump for Katie Johnson, Brian. I mean, he's, you know, he, he goes 1,000 miles an hour. Yeah. And I mean, he's energy as, as can be, and and he definitely. I said, yeah, I said on the Max Roundtable, the right now, maybe the best thing that he does is he really gets into the heads. It seems like of the opposing yes. team, and he did have a plus minus of eleven. Um, went twenty minutes. I don't think he had a turnover. He did, that's the best thing that he right. did because Katie at times 
can can appear to be out of control yeah. and turn the ball over. So he did not turn it over. Uh, you know, Coach Pearl talked about him and said he's working just to be a better teammate, to not turn the ball over, to be better defensively, to, mm-hmm. to you know, get the other, you know, pass better, get other people involved. So um, maybe as he continues to do that, his offense will come to him. But um, at least he's not sulking or, you know, He's working on his game, right? Why he's going through this right. transition of not necessarily scoring a lot of points right now? Well, I said, you know, I said to them, I mean, he's the kind of guy that um, the opposing fans love to hate him. I mean, he's yes. he's one of those guys. If he's not on your team, oh man, he's he's an immediate target. Yes, just absolutely. because because he's going. I mean, he's just. He's always full speed, and he's got the KD face. He always shows right, too, so that can, that can upset the fans at times. And, and he can be a value. I mean, he can be a valuable defender that helps you in ways that maybe the box score doesn't show up as well. I mean, Bruce has talked about his perimeter defense before, and so I wonder if it's not just about how he's performing offensively as far as what he can boost the team, but. You do have Trey Donaldson out there, right? Who's who's been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, increasing his argument. Yeah, his for... minutes have have you know have been rising. Right, and if Wendell Green and Alan Flanagan are playing well, and our good buddy Zepp Jasper is uh, is 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 doing his thing on the defensive end, and Zepp had a couple of shots in the game yeah, against did. Arkansas. As yeah, well. he actually was was aggressive and took advantage. Of a uh, defensive uh, sort of, I mean, he showed it was a mismatch there for a little bit, yep. and uh, Mus- Eric Musselman had to make a change. Yeah, I mean, the minutes it, it <laughs> could become a tougher decision as far as who plays in the backcourt for Bruce Pearl, and maybe Katie Johnson could have a little bit of that playing time slip away. Yeah, I mean, uh, Auburn's still going to have they're going to have some problems though as they uh, head through the year. Having navigated through Arkansas though is is big because. That showed that they can handle those bigger guards. That's that's something that Auburn's going to be outsized a lot of the time. They're out on the perimeter, but they they played it well. And Brian talked about it earlier. I mean, uh, something you're you're not used to seeing much out of Auburn, but uh, you're you're uh, you saw a little more of it. Uh, I mean, two three, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. zone Auburn. Auburn's you know been they'd love to just be man, just just play man. Period. But uh, they did, and they played that zone, and uh, Arkansas. Couldn't they couldn't really penetrate, dish, create the way that they like? And they shot terribly from the outside. Yep. I mean, they they put up some absolute bricks uh, from three point range, and um, you know, I think the and two, that's one of the reasons that Arkansas rebounded Auburn yeah. too. When you shoot those, right. you get long rebounds. And, and sometimes when you're not matched up in man, it can and you don't play a lot of zone. That's just not part of Auburn's DNA. Usually, mm-hmm. it can be a little bit tougher trying to match up on rebounds. But I'm sure that's an area that Auburn can improve. And going into that game where they were playing more man, they were they had improved a lot rebounding wise. Arkansas, if they can't fix the depth issues, if they get bad news about Nick Smith Jr., uh, Brazil's not coming back because of the knee injury earlier this year. If that doesn't get fixed. You could see it going a couple of ways for Arkansas. Maybe, um, you know, m- maybe it falls apart. They're they're very talented, but depth issues can eat away at them, and you know they could lose a lot of close games and and find themselves, you know, underachieving relative to what they were supposed to do very recently. Or it's a team that is much better than their seed in the postseason because the regular season didn't go the way they you know necessarily should, but they have the talent. Of a of a team with a championship pedigree, that you know that sort of thing. So I, you know, I, I want to see how things shake out for this Arkansas team, but they are missing 
some key pieces. Oh, they are. And they, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be as easy as it probably would have been if everybody was healthy. Going to be really interesting. Their next game. They've got Alabama. They yeah. host Alabama Wednesday mm-hmm. night. And Arkansas is not used to uh, – uh, no, they, they, you know, they weren't expecting to come in and get beaten by 13 points. And nope. they've got, they've got a, a, a team that's as impressive or as impressive as anybody in this league up to this point in Alabama coming in. I think that's going to be a very interesting ball game uh, to watch. And in a season where there's not a team that clearly looks to be better than the rest, Houston is back to number one in the polls. Alabama won at Houston earlier this mm-hmm. year. Alabama and Tennessee both look like they're as as capable of winning the national they championship do. as anyone in college basketball. And it'll be interesting to see the margin between Alabama and Tennessee and some of the other good teams in the SEC once we get deeper into conference play. Tennessee's playing really good defensively. I mean, they're just yeah, a they tough are. matchup. I don't... Alabama's playing so much better defensively, yep. though, than they yeah. have over the last few years. Yeah. That's one of the things that's really impressed me. I don't know if there's a team right now I would pick on a neutral court against Tennessee. Like I think that if I mean it would be Alabama's in the conversation mm-hmm. as far as a team you would think about it, but Tennessee's as good as anyone right now and yeah. as complete as as just about anybody. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Of course, Auburn tomorrow night. It's an eight o'clock tip, isn't it? Tomorrow it's a night. Late, yeah, it's a late yeah, game. late game tomorrow at the Tad over in Oxford against a winless in conference play Ole Miss team. So uh, that's where we were talking about it in the first hour. Auburn needs they, – they really would love to be able to build on this, go in there, play well, get out of there. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it has to be a decisive win, but just go in and play well, don't turn the ball over, and get out with a win. Find a way to win yeah. against a team with its back to the wall that plays great at home usually, especially against you, and, and has a coach in Kermit Davis that loves to switch up defenses and really jump on teams and confuse them and create turnovers. Four games tomorrow in the conference, and uh, two of them are very different than the other two. Kentucky is an 18.5-point favorite hosting South Carolina. Tennessee is a 17.5-point favorite hosting Vanderbilt. Meanwhile, Tennessee wins by more than Kentucky does. South Carolina's pretty bad, though. I, mean, I, know. It's, I know. It's it's a struggle there. I, I, I'm inclined to agree. Florida and LSU is a pick in Baton Rouge, and Auburn mm. is a three-point favorite. Florida in Baton Rouge? Florida, it's a pick Florida LSU is a pick in Baton Rouge. Uh, did LSU just lose Why? a couple because, of games? Well, because Florida beat Georgia? Yeah, and I think when LSU's, LSU's coming off a couple of losses. LSU's, LSU is uh, not... Uh, the net rankings don't like LSU either. I think they're close to 100, and there are a lot of teams uh, ahead of no, LSU no, on the I, computer. I, they, so. they just, I saw Florida, and I've only seen LSU on TV, but LSU looks... They look a lot more talented than LS, Florida. LSU's next five, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Arkansas. So we'll, we'll, know, we'll know a little bit more about Bowser. They, about better, the they, they, they better win. <laughs> they better win against Florida. <laughs> you better win at home against Florida yeah. with, those, with those four as your, uh, as your next four. Yeah, so, and Auburn is a three-point favorite in Oxford at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, you got two games that are expected to be uh, close and competitive and two games where the home team uh, is expected to, uh, to cruise. All right, what's going on, Brian? We've gone 15 minutes. There's not another commit. I know. Yeah, I mean, hit come refresh, on. Hit refresh. Come on, guys. In case you're just joining us, Auburn has added two transfers since the show started at 4 o'clock. <laughs> That's crazy. The 4 o'clock transfer was uh, the, the wide receiver, Nick Mardner, yep. uh, who's uh, Auburn will be his third stop in the last three years. Cincinnati and Hawaii, right. the two years prior, he was... Um, 
uh, a he was playing for Marcus Davis was his position coach at Hawaii a couple of years ago. He had over nine hundred yards receiving when he was at Hawaii, and then Brian Batty this hour um, has joined the the transfers headed toward Auburn, and he's going to be uh, starting classes, I guess, here in a couple of days. The uh, um, 5'8 running back from South Florida who rushed for over 1,100 yards, nearly 1,200 yards rushing this year, and was an All-American kick returner in 2021. Yep. Uh, has played in, all, in 24 games the last two years, so he's got some toughness to him, yep. right? Uh, which is what you want out of a kid that's 5'8". Uh, if I had to rank Auburn's nine... Uh, transfers in, in in terms of impact, Batty's going to be right near the top. Right, that guy can come in and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know Auburn's got some good. Get him backs. the ball. Right. Yeah, and he's going to have opportunities in special teams yep. and offensively. Yep, he he is going to have an impact absolutely. And, and Demario Tolan, the, the linebacker, is going to have a big impact too, I believe. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Plenty of time for you to join in as we head into the final half hour of the Monday Drive. Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Monday. And yeah, I guess we, we haven't talked as much as most shows would be talking about the national championship game. But, I mean, it sort of it sort of is what it is. I mean, Georgia right now, um, there was, you know, there, there, there was some concern or people wondering, could Georgia repeat? They, well, here they are. They have, they have been as impressive. I believe they're on their second 16-game second winning streak stopped that they had – they won 16, lost, and they won 16 again. And, I mean, right now, they are a team that, I mean, has shown they can reload. And they've done it with a guy who, granted, he is uh, hes not going to be an NFL star, but he's an outstanding college player. Stetson Bennett doesn't get, doesn't get a whole lot of credit, and uh, you may not be particularly fond of him, but he can make plays at this level well, when 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 teams try to take other things away. And I wouldn't rule out the possibility of Stetson Bennett finding his way to an NFL roster despite the physical shortcomings. Colt McCoy is still in the NFL. 
years, you know, years later. So, I mean, the, the backup quarterback thing, you know, a lot of it's about what you can do mentally versus what you can do physically and what you bring to a locker room outside of your, you know, cannon arm and, you know, being six foot six and being the prototype and all that. So I, you know, Stetson Bennett, you know, may, may have a future in football, uh, that, that is, uh, brighter than certainly people expected a couple of years ago uh, before he went on this. Inc- I think he's. 20, oh yeah, I believe he is twenty eight and three as the starter. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's twenty eight. He's not quite that no, old. No, but... give, give it another year. But but he's he is twenty eight and three as the starting quarterback of the University of Georgia. And yeah, I mean pe- people can say it's it's easier when you've got future NFL players all around you. But Stetson Bennett, you know, is uh, is is the is the guy sort of. Uh, he's, he's he's the one driving the uh, drive driving the ship. Well, yeah, well, I, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. I didn't think Georgia had a chance coming this year. They had 15 players drafted, uh, which was look a at all the guys off the defense. Record for a seven round draft, and then I think five in the first round, all from the defense, if I'm not mistaken, something yeah. like that. So I, I don't know how they've done it, but it's it is a tremendous job. You have to. You have to notice that. You cannot dismiss this. This well, is a great job. You know, of, how, you know how they've done it. Well, I yeah, mean, through recruiting, but yeah. still to be able to replace that many impact players and, and, and build another championship team. To keep team. them as focused as right. you need to be to maintain. Right. I mean, getting there is tough enough. But staying there is usually tougher. Yeah, I mean, we've seen great teams uh, at Alabama, but... You know, a lot of times they'll return all these great players, but they'll be inexperienced. They're stepping into new roles. Sometimes it takes them a year before they're ready to compete at championship level. Here Georgia is just reloading in all these different areas and, and back, you know, hours away now from winning a second consecutive championship. And and the, the, I mean, I guess the word would be humility. I mean, the brilliant sales pitch of Kirby Smart in this situation is – you know, when he's asked, I think it was after the Oregon game, you know, how, how did something like this happen? How did you beat a top 10 team uh, so thoroughly in the first game of the year in a neutral site? And Kirby Smart said, it's because we've got better players than they do. And that's, and that's often what, and it's, it's conceded, but it's also, uh, it, it's also very simply the truth, Brian. You follow, oh, you follow recruiting. And, I and mean, just a reminder, he could have been Auburn's coach in 2013. Georgia's not, I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not doing it because they have this brilliant vision and they're taking leftovers that everyone else doesn't want. They're getting... Mm-hmm. They've got a pretty good vision, though. They're getting yeah. the best players to come in, and those players are paying off in big numbers for Georgia. And I would think that, especially after what we saw this year, even if Georgia sends another 10-plus players to the NFL draft... This year, you know, discount them at your own risk in 2023 because I suspect they'll be able to reload and they'll be just as dangerous I'm next them. year. As oh, you ready? <laughs> yeah, right, I'm well, going to go ahead. My, my you're going to discount. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're going to have a much higher rated quarterback, yeah. whoever it is, and, uh, starting next year. And haven't they added Ra Ra Thomas and the other receiver? Yeah, they have. You know, yeah, from, they have. From, the, yeah. from the portal as well. And two, two Still impacts. They're going to be okay at tight end. It, it was was it Missouri? It was the Missouri receiver, right? The Missouri yes. receiver and Ra Ra Thomas are both going yeah. to, uh, to to UGA. That's pretty so, good. So I mean, yeah, I would uh, I, I would think that they're going to be pretty close to the top of the polls. When next season starts, uh, even if they send a lot of players to the NFL draft after tonight. So, all right. So, Brian, let's let's look at Auburn, and you know, they have they have started making some yes. moves in the right direction. There's no yes, question about it. Yeah, but they still have work to do. But 
what they're doing right now gives them a chance to be a much more competitive team going into next year. Whereas if you just looked at the roster and you just assumed they were just going to replace it with some high school players and, and junior college players in, in the 23 class, you were looking at maybe one of the worst rosters since 1999, uh, Tuberville's first year. Now, I don't think that's the case anymore because they have really worked hard in the transfer portal to bring in some offensive linemen and some defensive linemen so they're not getting pushed around the, a, a lot of scrimmage like I thought they might be if, if you looked at next year's team. Um, they've now gone out and got an impact player at linebacker, a, a nice addition of a running back and a special teams guy because that's an area that Auburn mm-hmm. could use a dude that makes plays that could maybe change the outcome of a game or two next fall, right? I mean, it can make a difference. Uh, for some of these close games that they could be in. Um, they're not there yet. They need a quarterback. Uh, they need an, a pass rusher or two. But they've taken some big steps forward, I feel like. And, uh, I mean, they they have also – what I like, Brian, is is the, the high school signees. I like the the depth that they've added there. And then bringing in the, uh, the, the transfer guys who can play now. They're building on both ends. Yeah, and, I yeah. mean, that's what Hugh Freeze talked about, you know, being a little more – uh, you know, using the transfer portal a little bit more this year, but still it's been pretty selective on the high school end as well. Yeah, I think they want to get to the point where they can sign, you know, 22 to 24 or so high school players every year and then supplement it with the portal. They can't do that this year. They've got to go heavy in both areas, right? They had, I don't know, room for 40 or 45 guys or so, assuming they're going to have more attrition, mm-hmm. which they are absolutely going to yeah, have more attrition. Yeah, uh, because I mentioned during the break a while ago, I look, Auburn's got 81, 81 82 players on scholarship right. right now, but some of those guys will yeah. not be around, yeah. uh, at, at, you know, for sure by the end of spring. They're going to go through spring practice. Some guys are going to be happy with the way they progress. Some right. guys are going to see that, hey, this transfer guy just came at and moved ahead of me on the depth chart. Maybe I need to look for a, a, another place where I can play. Uh, so, yeah, that's just going to happen, and it's going to be probably the best thing for Auburn, right, and, and for those kids. Where do you view – I mean, we talked about Robbie and, and Holden earlier. I mean, do, do you still do you still get the sense that it's it's a you know, quarterback is a situation where they, they need to go bring in someone with a starter's pedigree? You know, they, they've got their eye on someone who you know, has a history of success on the field, or, or could they be – you know, could, could it be Robbie versus Holden – uh, as the as the battle to be Auburn starter in 2023. Well, I think they have to bring in another quarterback. Uh, they've got to have another scholarship quarterback here. Uh, you know, besides just Hank Brown, another freshman, and and Holden, who's a, basically a redshirt freshman. Um, I don't think they have to have a college starter because I do think there are guys out there who are were highly recruited five stars who are competing for jobs at other schools who end up in the portal here in May that may end up you know. Come, being able to come in and play at a very high level right away. I've, normally, I, I'm not going to say it, but I've seen this happen over the past several years where this keeps happening at top schools, and these guys get their schools into championship contention or into championship games or winning championships. So I think there are a couple ways that Auburn can go, whether it's with an established quarterback that's in the portal now or gets in the portal, or whether it's a guy that uh, competes for a job and finishes a second at a bigger school. So, so Brian, are you saying maybe look at the sidelines tonight and see yeah. if there's somebody? I mean, because seriously, we were talking about Stetson Bennett a couple of minutes ago. Uh, who 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 is their starter next year? I think they've got three five stars. They right? do. They will have three. They they expected to have three five stars competing. Yeah. 
They're in not the all spring. three going to be there in the, the fall. The third guy on that list Definitely probably not. is going to be looking elsewhere. Yeah, maybe even the number two guy. That, that happens. You remember the kid from Tiger, Georgia, I think would be one of those three, four, That's or five right. stars. And then Carson Beck is someone people have been waiting yeah. to see make the jump. But there's a. Uh, yeah, there's, and Brock Vandegrift. And then there's Brock Vandegrift. So there's a, yeah, there's definitely intrigue as far as what happens in the future at the University of Georgia and how many of those guys stay in the fold. And it's, you can go back just over the last several years at all the transfer quarterbacks that had all the success. You know, LSU's... Joe Burrow uh, couldn't, Joe Burrow, get, couldn't right. make the field against, yeah. uh, you know, for, for Ohio State. Justin Fields goes to Ohio State, has right. tremendous success. Um, what's his name? Goes from Alabama to Oklahoma, has tremendous oh, Jaylen, success. Oh, Jalen, yeah. yeah Jaylen much Hurts. better than anybody yeah. ever thought he would be. I mean, I know, I'm missing great athlete. Others, yeah, it's Kyler, just, Kyler Murray. Yep, yep. Another one, yep. So, that's that's where well, Auburn... That's, that's where having the... You, you, would, you would feel the evaluation... Capabilities of Hugh Freeze, Philip Montgomery, and Kent Austin. Yep, that's where that's where they've got to be breaking out everything that they know about all the possible quarterbacks, and you've got to know them before they're in the portal. Even yes. I mean, you've got to have an idea that if this guy hits the portal, you want to be the first one there on him yeah. to let him know, you know, how much. You think of them and, for, and, and the opportunity example, they could have at your place. Had the Tulane quarterback enter the portal, I think Auburn would have been one of the schools to offer him immediately mm-hmm. and jump on him and been a favorite to sign him. He, he has not to this point gotten the portal. I don't, I don't know that he is now, but that was one that was worth watching. Um, and, and you just got to be ready. So you, you better believe that Auburn is evaluating every single quarterback on Georgia's roster and Ohio State's roster and Clemson's roster and whoever else I'm, I'm not right. thinking Any, of. Right? Anybody, anybody who has talented players on their roster, yep. you, you better know about every one of them. All right, let's get one more call before we get to our final break of the afternoon. And Anthony is next. Hey, Anthony. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Pretty good. You know, speaking of transfer and how that thing works out, it really worked out for Jalen Hurts. It gave opportunity to go somewhere and polish his skills and everything. And look at it now. He stands a chance of making it to the Super Bowl. No kidding. And possibly winning the thing. Yep. yep. I, I mean, whoever would have thought the way he's playing now. I mean, but that goes to show you having a good attitude, hard work, won't quit. And then he had the uh, sense enough to, if I'm not mistaken, he hired somebody to come in in the offseason, some type of a quarterback guru to work with him. And just look at him with it now. So it just goes to show you what you can do. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the call, Anthony. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would I would remind folks, Jalen Hurts was the you know the offensive player of the year as a freshman at Alabama. So I mean, there was always talent there. But you're right. Oh, yeah. To bounce back from you know having your job, you know, to, to being being usurped, being Wally pipped. Oh, that was more of an injury. He was benched. Right. He was benched in the national championship mm-hmm. game for Tua, yeah. and, then Tua and then Tua took the job. Yeah. In the in the ensuing offseason, for Jalen Hurts to go from that to uh, somebody who you know was was one of the best quarterbacks in the country at Oklahoma and is now uh, a a starter at Philadelphia and yeah. somebody who's just a favorite able, to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, now, now right. the number yeah the the quarterback of, of a top team in the NFL. I mean, it's it's remarkable. And he was, I mean, he's one of the top quarterbacks in yards per attempt too. It's not that he's just doing it oh, with yeah. athleticism and running and making simple passes. I mean, Jalen Hurts is. Is playing extremely well, and uh, you were you were saying off the air, Brian. You know who's uh, who, who do we like in these in these playoff games and in the bracket in the NFL? And I mean, I understand why folks would take 
Philadelphia because they they look about as complete as anybody yeah. on that side, you know, in, in the NFC. Compared to the AFC, right, which I think is going to be very, very competitive. I'm not sure how competitive the NFC will be. We'll see. I could be wrong. I don't watch as much NFL football as other folks do. One more thing on the quarterback, though, at Auburn. I also think that Auburn is going to be a destination for these guys, right? They're going to be a place that these guys want to go. You've got an open quarterback job. You've got a program in the SEC that's on its way back up. And you've got a coaching staff that has a proven track record of developing quarterbacks and having one of those high-powered passing offenses. So a lot of things are going to be working together, I think, to allow Auburn to go out there and find a really talented portal quarterback. What you just said would have been the most ludicrous <laughs> thing in the world to hear just a few months ago. I know. Auburn is a destination spot yeah. for a quarterback. Yeah. I think that well, I think times are changing, right? Oh yeah. yeah. No, no doubt about it. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join us as we wind it down here on the Monday Drive. The drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final few minutes of the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews. Brian, what's... uh? What's what's on what's what else on the schedule this week? We got Auburn basketball tomorrow Tuesday night. Late I mean, it looks like I mean you never know. Players can decide. I mean the guys that have been visiting mm-hmm. could do anything at any time over here over the next few days. I would imagine most everybody's going to check out the the national title game tonight. Yeah. But uh, I mean there could be some more news this week. I you know I I wonder. I mean I wonder if Auburn will have uh, some some uh, folks in this week, and I'm sure there'll be some. Uh, so, some high school, maybe junior college players that could sign in February. Yeah, I haven't looked when the dead period uh, opens up for their visit. Start, it starts it Friday. Okay. It starts Friday. So I think we'll be shifted more from the transfer uh-huh. guys to the twenty-three-three. Although it's although it's last chance, right? For for uh, transfer portal guys because the portal also closes on the nineteenth. Right. Right. How useful is it when you have Saturday home games in? Uh, in, in basketball, but to be able to use those in your oh, oh yeah, I, th- I think the junior day too is that this weekend? It might be this weekend. I'm, I'm, I need to, I need to double check that. I think out. it's. I was thinking it was coming up a little later. Exactly. I, th- it is. I think, but that's yeah. very good. It's very big when you want to have those weekends, especially with a program like Auburn and Bruce Pearl, which fills up uh, Neville Arena and and really is a great atmosphere. It's just a good selling point to bring kids here when that's going on. Yeah, Auburn's got Mississippi State uh, this Saturday, Saturday this right. Saturday night at Neville Arena. That's the next. That's the last. Sat, that's the last Saturday home game until uh, February 11th right. when, Alabama, when, yep. when, when Alabama comes to town for yep. the uh, for, for the uh, yeah. So it's about a, about a month without a Saturday home game uh, from uh, this Saturday until the Iron Bowl of basketball, uh, which hopefully uh, will go a little bit better uh, for Auburn's men's basketball team mm. than, uh, than than yesterday's. We'll say, uh, yeah, the women got off to a good start this year, but it has uh, it's been a struggle in conference play. Yeah, they hit they hit an iceberg called the SEC. And it is, uh, it's, it's not been going well. And, uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, uncompetitive in a, a loss. Yeah, uh, that's sad. To, uh, that's tough to when Alabama. you lose, lose to Alabama. 
uh, badly and, like that. And, and Alabama's not. I mean, they, they've got shooters. They've but, gotten better, but but they have not been shooting the ball well on, on the season statistically. And and they were eight of sixteen uh, from three uh, yesterday, and and really just. I mean, they they stretched it out to a, a huge lead early, and uh, Auburn was uh, was on their heels uh, from the very beginning. And uh, you would you would hope that most of the conference games aren't going to play out uh, like that because Alabama's not considered one of the top teams in the league right now, and, and they were uh, 31 points better uh, than Auburn yesterday at home. So we'll see what, uh, we'll see what the rest of the season looks like uh, for the Auburn women's basketball team. Yeah, the, the, uh, again, Auburn, Auburn men tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, over in Oxford, and we've talked about it, and this is a, a game where Auburn coming off a big win. I mean, we love the way Auburn rebounded after the loss against yeah. Georgia. Now they just need to try to maintain and uh, continue the momentum so, uh, so that they can uh, bring that into this coming Saturday night. And I think we're all expecting a very competitive, tough game on the road uh, against Ole Miss, uh, the late game Tuesday night. Uh, and then they're back uh, Saturday. I, don't, I haven't looked at the game time, but um, it's, it's night, Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Night. Saturday night, okay. It's 7.30. Against Mississippi State. Yeah, back-to-back 7.30 Saturday, Saturday yeah, uh, night yeah, games. Not a big fan of those, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> we're old. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, we need to get to bed. What are you talking about? Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, hey, it's 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 been it's it's been a wild ride here thus far, as you said. Hard to believe, just five weeks. Hugh Freeze has uh, been it's been a, Auburn's coach for five weeks, and it seems like it's been more good news recruiting than than we've had in five years. And I wrote about this a little bit in my column, but. Um, I really feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg, right? Because this is just him and his staff kind of scrambling here. Is that a Hugh Freeze pun? Tip of the iceberg? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It is. Um, you know, they're, they're building relationships, they're contacting, making evaluations all at the same time, right? This is not, uh, it's not like they built uh, relationships with these kids over, you know, 12 mo- or more months. Uh, but that's going to mm-hmm. change with the 24 class and the 25 class. And, um, Going by Euphrase's track record, uh, I would expect Auburn to be involved with these five-star kids, these Rivals 100 kids, these high four-star guys. That, Are you saying winter is coming? Yes. All right. You can use that one, too, if you want. You so can I, all, I, all different kinds of things. You can do that. You can go frozen. You can go all kinds of, you know. It's like, I just think Auburn fans that have been used to this average recruiting, which is what it's been for the most part, or below, Yeah. Uh, should maybe. Just been eh. Should maybe, you know. Raise those expectations. One one football story we didn't really get to briefly. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury fired by the Arizona mm. Cardinals. Well tied. R- rumors. Right. rumors that's what I'm hearing. That that's where, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill O'Brien could be uh, headed to New England, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury rumored to be the uh, replacement du jour. So we'll see what happens there. Brian, appreciate it, man. Uh, great to have him on back-to-back shows. People were thinking, is, is he the uh, permanent co-host? It's like, well, <laughs> hey, wait, never what? know. What? Huh? Well, I'm not saying <laughs> I mean, we, is it who a, else is. Is it a trade, or are you just taking my job? Because Neither. Nah, man. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Great hey, stuff, it. as always. Uh, no, I think Dan and I will be back tomorrow. I don't know. Just check 